We're, hey, we're, we're live. Here. We're here. We're here. We're here. Howdy. We're here. All right. Hello. Hello, gentle viewers. We have missed you. Uh, we have a very special uh, session of Crossroads Carnival for you tonight, which is almost purely Team Chaos. And we still have the we have the wild card, the official bench warmer of DMs After Dark Kent with us this evening as well. Oh, so we'll see if I have Kent in the we'll wrong place. I will change that while you talk. Come on, we'll see talking. if he encourages or dampens our bad behavior. Probably uh, <laughs> we'll be continuing our Crossroads Carnival with our episode two here in the town of Silence, Oklahoma. But first, I have a couple content warnings for all of you in case you did not catch the ones from the first episode. Um, due to the improvisational nature of RPGs, it is impossible to predict every difficult subject matter that may arise. But I have a few for you that you could you could safely bet on appearing in some manner. Um, a major one being violence and abuse toward children, non-sexual. Uh, themes about misogyny, patriarchy, mental illness, general violence, and emotional abuse. Uh, there will be body horror, including mutilation. Right. There's some Judeo-Christian religious horror and a bit of pagan horror as well. That leads more toward the folkloric side of things. Um, so watch with care. Stay safe, everyone. A uh, little recap for you all. In our first episode, we our Crossroads Carnival came to the small town of 300 souls, Silence, Oklahoma. Um, even approaching, Silence is a little different than most of the towns they've been touring in the dust in the uh, mm-hmm, my dates in dust the nineteen the 1938s Dust Bowl America. Post prohibition. Um, that's the important part. Post prohibition. Yeah, that's that was the important detail. Um, the first thing um, is that it is a little bit greener than most of the area that they've been touring. Uh, there is a large stretch of shelter belt, which has been planted to help retain topsoil and break the wind um, that is bordering the town. Uh, and it seems to be working. The shelter belt itself looks to be rather lush and in good condition. Uh, there's a few crops in the fields uh, bordering the town and whatnot. Um, and the people, while not looking well off by any stretch of the imagination, do look a fair bit better than most of the townsfolks and uh, little people that they have been seeing as they uh, tour one uh, poor downtrodden community to the next. Um, less starved. No one, no one here has any extra pounds, but they don't look like they're dying of starvation um, or illness. They are wary. They're tired, um, but clothes are in better shape. Uh, they have a little bit of color in their cheeks, um, which is very unusual. And dis- and when compared dark poverty and suffering suffering that this uh, group is used to seeing, it stands out quite a bit. Um, so they set up on the outskirts of town as they always do. Uh, they have to they have to make their pennies, uh, feed their animals, get petrol in their trucks one way or another, and that is by performing um, and prepared to put on a show for their first night. We're introduced to our cast through several of their um, sideshow acts, which take place a little bit later in the circus hours. Many of them are more intended for adult audiences to share, to scare, shock, uh, humiliate, disturb, titillate the uh, the rubes. The rubes. <laughs> the rubes. <laughs> um, and uh, during this time, uh, several of the townsfolk had encounters a little bit closer than just spectatorship with some of our performers. Uh, the first one being a young girl who would not give her name, who had a um, intense reading from uh, Fenemy, uh, where Fenemy kind of peered. She asked after her sister if she would find her sister again if her sister was okay. 
Fenemy peered into the child's past, future, and present and saw some disturbing things. Um, the experience kind of shook them both, and the girl ran away before Fenemy could get any more information about her. Um, and then during our, uh, who is next year, strongman performance, uh, our strongman did his usual thing, keeping a safe distance back from the more breakable of the of the objects and people in the area, lifted various weights of impressive size that the uh, viewers could not. Uh, noticed a small boy kind of sneaking in under the tent flap at the back, watching with uh, rapt attention. Um, our Jean, who is not with us tonight, but will be off doing wolf things. Her act consists of eating various, uh, various things, anything really, thrown to her by the crowd. She kind of sits in a cage, really working the uh, wolfish appearance she has, the hair covering her body, the sharp teeth, the bright wolf eyes, um, right up to and including rocks and sticks and things you would just not consider edible. Yeva did a very, uh, a very seductive and tantalizing serpent dance. Um, to many disapproving, intrigued, and disgusted looks from the audience, yet they do not leave a look away. And Levi <laughs> closed us out with a disturbing display of self-mutilation and torture using various hooks and whatnot, during which um, an audience member, the only one who volunteered to come up and participate, is a young woman. Uh, with wild hair and unkept clothes, uh, who really, really leaned into that. She took the hook, pulled on it, got him down on his knees, stepped on him. And at the end, she wrenched the hook out of his face and threatened the crowd with it, saying, this is no less than what you deserve. And they GTFO'd real fast. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, uh, there's all is not well in Silence, Oklahoma, despite its outward appearance of being more prosperous than its neighbors. Yeah. We will pick up in the immediate aftermath of the circus closing. So it's in the final, we've got like 15 minute warning here. Most of the, most of the, the rubes, tourists, uh, and observers, spectators have left their last few stragglers buying last few things. The different food stalls are closing up. Uh, the actors are backstage starting to take off costumes and whatnot. Um, and everything is closing down for the night. Um, our sideshow acts here. Um, they have since cleaned up and closed up their tents. No more acts slated for tonight. It's just a matter of cleaning up, helping their fellow performers and whatnot, making sure the rest of the rubes have been rushed on for the evening. Um, just before we start, I just want to say a quick thank you, Doc Boyd, seven months. Oh, thank you yeah, so thanks, much. And thanks yeah. for the sub. Yeah. Thanks thank for gifting much. the yeah. sub. Yeah, totally awesome. And uh, oh, Troy, Ray and stuff wanted to know a good scotch. Oh, so I'm, I personally. So you can email us not only for like RPG stuff, but for life advice and booze advice. Troy covers the booze advice. So. Particularly booze advice. Yeah. No, uh, I would say Ray and stuff. Um, one of my favorite scotches is Lafroig. It is a little bit of a peatier scotch. It's more on the peaty side. So depending on what you like, if you like peaty, if you don't like peaty, you might prefer Lafroig or not. But it's also something that has a huge canon reference in our Good Society game. So that is why I am, that's partially why I'm uh, partial to Lafroig. It's also like a middle of the road scotch as far as like cost. It's not like a freaking Glenlivet 18 that's going to be $250 a bottle. Yeah. So 
Yeah, it's less expensive than that. And it's, a, it's a damn good scotch. Um, Arbeg is another good scotch. Um, that one's less peaty. So those would be my recommendations. I have one colleague from my graduate school, my writing graduate school, who's like super into scotch. So everything I know about scotch comes from him and I know both of those scotches. <laughs> there you go. They're, they're pretty common scotches here in the U.S. So the ones that aren't common in the U.S. are like really expensive usually. So... But yeah, that's my recommendation, Rand stuff. Because everyone in the U.S. is too broke to buy it because we have to pay for health care. Right. We're literally <laughs> right. drinking like toilet booze. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes on you. Scotch, Scotch is, is our health care. <laughs> <laughs> and hydrate. <laughs> All right. right. Who wants to start us off with an Uh, opening scene? What are we up to? I'll start. Um, So uh, I'm playing Fenemy. Fenemy is the seer playbook within within the game Crossroads Carnival. Uh, But obviously, a seer is a fortune teller. Fenemy herself is uh, the grand mammy of all the fortune tellers in the world because she was actually uh, the first oracle at Delphi. Uh, And she just happens to be immortal because she's the daughter of Apollo. So she's a demigoddess. Uh, and she she sees the future. Uh, she doesn't often like what she sees, so she also likes to get opium uh, from her friend Yeva to, to help kind of like see some things healthcare. that actually aren't there for for. for she self medicates <laughs> with 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 America's excellent healthcare system. Uh, she uh, she she has to get opium. Uh, she has a sort of attachment to Sandor, our strong man, in that she's, she's kind of motherly to him and she sees some things in his future that she's trying to avoid for him. Uh, and she really hates Levi. Uh, or else, or actually doesn't like Levi. I, they're, they're like, they don't, they clash. Uh, she's suspicious of him, I think I should say. I don't know if she fully doesn't like him. Uh, but she had, within her, her fortune telling, she had her typical, you know, does he love me, does she love me uh, sort of things. Uh, will the crops ever come back? Will I lose the family farm? Uh, those typical readings, uh, but she also had one very uh, peculiar little girl, as Amber said, that came in, and uh, so she used her actual full abilities on her. Saw some very scary things about the woods. Told the little girl not to go in the woods because there was a missing sister, and the little girl freaked out. I think I got this all right. Yep. So far, uh, I'm old, so uh, not quite as old as Fenemy, but old. So sometimes I forget things. Uh, <laughs> but so she's a little, she's shook uh, a little bit. Uh, so she she's got out of her tent and she's actually um, kind of hustling rubes out. But while she's doing that, she's looking for Sandor. All right. While you're hustling rubes out, uh, you notice a boy <laughs> and a boy unaccompanied by adults, maybe 12, 13 years old, a little bit older than the girl whose fortune you gave a reading to, mm-hmm. uh, who is kind of friend somewhat frantically looking around between tents, like lifting flaps, looking under tents, searching for something. Um, And as adults and whatnot pass, he's trying to avoid their line of view. It's very obvious. He looks like hiding behind looking tents and stuff. Um, Just looks really, really worried. Okay. uh, I am, I'm going to make my way over there and uh, try to not be seen until I can get as close as possible to him. All right. He is very distracted and you are quite old and experienced. So you are able to, you're, and you know the setup of the carnival as well. So you're able to weave in and among the tents in a way that you can approach him while he's like mid-search under a tent flap. 
okay. um, without being noticed. I'm going to wait. I'm not going to like touch him or do anything while he's like searching under the tent flap. But when he comes up, I'm going to stand behind him and I'm just going to, I'm going to put my shoulders on him and I'm going to be like, honey, honey, are you okay? When I put my shoulders on him, I'm going to use the touch. Okay. He, he jolts when you touch him. Um, very knee jerk reaction. You are using the touch. Yep. Get my things over here. So that is one of my moves. And it says, when try you try the truth inside, inside someone, someone, roll, touch them and roll plus breath. Um, Reminder, uh, this is powered by the apocalypse. So right. the setting, if you follow us, you're very familiar with it. We love it. It's a very easy system. 2d6. Don't roll anything. Yeah. <laughs> partial success, full success, or not at all successful. So. Yep, yep. Yes, yes. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so I'm going to roll that. I'm going to use my full moon dice. Hey. I'm going to get them up on camera. I got a new set uh, <laughs> that everybody saw. Uh, I put up on our Instagram custom made for our next game coming up. But uh, I'll put and talk more about them when we play that game. But for now, I'm just going to roll this and I'll see what I say. Because if I roll this, I get to ask at least one question. All right, all right. Uh, seven, I got an eight. All right, you got an eight. You've got one. Okay, so uh, 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 what are you thinking right now? That's the easiest one. I don't know anything else about him, so I got to go with that. That's easy. He is searching for his little brother, whom neither of them were supposed to go out or be here tonight. He's the responsible one, and his little brother is impossible to contain, has snuck out, and he is desperately trying to find his little brother before either of them have been noticed missing at home. Okay. So uh, so Eva, I mean, Eva, Fenemy kind of touches him on his hand. He she touches him on the shoulders, and she's like, are you okay, dear? And when she does, like, there's he jolts, but she does too. Because I like to think she doesn't always have control over this. And, and this is one of the instances where she didn't have control over it. It just happened. And when that jolt goes through her, her eyes actually, like, roll back. So you see the whites of her eyes, and she's just like, your brother. You're, you're, you're searching for your brother. Do I get a name for the brother by any chance? Uh, yes, you do. The brother's name is Eli. 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 We, we have to find Eli. I'm not supposed to talk to you. He, he And he kind of backpedals, stumbling over his own feet a little bit. <laughs> He's a kid. I'm just going to grab him. <laughs> he he it, that, that completes the awkward stumbling. He full on just like trips. He doesn't if you wish to hold him up, he's He's a skinny 12, 13-year-old. You can easily hold him up and stop him completely dropping, yeah. or you can let him fall to the ground. I'm not going to let him fall. I'm going to write him, and I'm going to be like, not all of us are the monsters we seem. Help, help, let me help you. I'm Fenemy. What's your name? You're a witch. <laughs> I've been called more than that, but I can help if you let me. I'm a Christian, and you can't hurt me. I have no intention to. He, he just, he looks terrified. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Big, big wide eyes. He's uh, breathing kind of hard. Um, I'm just gonna, you are I'm gonna, very well, intimidating to this I'm, I'm going to try to <laughs> make myself as unintimidating. Uh, Doc Boyd, Sarah, and Jess aren't going to be able to make it tonight. Uh, Jess is, they're both off doing stuff. Things and stuff. They have lives. Yeah, they have <laughs> like lives the unlike us. us. <laughs> yeah, they're losers. being losers and shit. Team right. chaos over here. The losers <laughs> we, holding we, down the fort. <laughs> we exist solely oh, for this. Yeah. Uh, so um, uh, I'm going to make try to make myself look as unintimidating as possible. And uh, actually, I think I can possibly... 
who I'm not really good at it, but I could offer him comfort to try to calm him down as a move. Yes, you can. That is, that's, that's a thing over here in this sheet. Offer comfort. <laughs> may I, may I, um, it's up to you, I'm Christian. Open, and obviously, yeah, Amber. Go for it. Um, if I were to pop up from, I don't know, behind the tent or something You're like that into the scene, harsh, into the scene. Looming over. Yeah. We're not and, evil. This and, big fucking and kind monster of, with a hook hanging out of his face walks by. And kind of walk up behind the child and like, maybe I can make a comfort roll and say like, you're right, child. This witch can't hurt you. <laughs> Something like that. Give me a minute with him. All right. I'm not, op- I'm open to that, but give me a minute. You're, you're uh, totally fine. Levi. <laughs> yeah. Totally fine. Yeah, yeah, totally fine. I, I'm, I'm all, let me kind of try to calm him down first. Then we'll <laughs> totally introduce him fun. to Levi. <laughs> uh, so, um, so she says, uh, I'm going to, okay. I'm going to try to offer comfort. This is not a good role for me. Uh, all right. Plus grace. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to have a minus one to grace. I'm going to, Lean too close to him. I'm gonna the years like, have hardened you. <laughs> I'm actually also going to say something that's kind of not great. Uh, I'm going to say, take it from someone who spent a lot of time in a church. You can't believe everything you hear in them. And then I'm going to roll. Uh, ooh. Eight. Okay, that's a hit. You get to ask one. Uh, Yep. Is that a partial or no? That's a that's a that's a regular hit. Regular hit. Yeah. So I think I don't think it has a partial in this one. Yeah. Some some of these, um, your your partial is just like a lesser success. You get less of the options, or sometimes there's. I gotcha. Okay. Okay. So so I say that I say that, and then I I lean into him and I I say, how can I get you to trust me? That is a hard one. This is a very, this is a very, this is a very mistrustful child. And in mm-hmm. fact, as you're as you're holding him, you've noticed um, he has some bruises on his wrist, his arm. Ooh. Um, and uh, the clothing that he's wearing, um, they're he's not he's not in like altar boy garb, but they're the kind of simple uh, clothing that you would expect from. Uh, a very, very, very minor disciple of the church. He's got a little crucifix on. What was the name of the the little girl when I gave the reading? There was a, she said something about. Father Joseph. I see them. I I ask him that question and, you know, maybe he's like still scared. And then I see the bruises on the arm and I say, did Father Joseph give you these? He didn't mean to. They always say that. Listen, if you let me help you, I will. And I wouldn't want you to get in any more trouble. I have a feeling trouble is not something that children want to get into in this town. Have you seen my brother? I have not, but I have a very good friend who might have. We can look for him. What does Eli look like? He's seven. He's got hair kind of like mine and green eyes and what is your name i'm james very good name james there was a king named that once i think king james version of the bible there's <laughs> a king james bible there's so, a king james yeah. bible so that's like what I'm, I'm rolling with uh if you'll come with me we can find my friend and we can look okay but 
Only because we have to get back. That's fair. All right. I will uh, take James with me. I won't hold his hand because he's 13. He's going to feel weird about that. Uh, but I will try to find Sandor. All right. Uh, Sandor is not hard to find. Because he's a giant. <laughs> being, being large and also usually having like a a space, an anti-person ring around him. Oh, God. I wish I, wish I could have <laughs> one of them in real life. Blow about yeah. him. <laughs> I do, and it is not as uh, fun as you would think. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that why you need a t-shirt when you go to jail? Like your crew is going to... Never mind. <laughs> t-shirt, yes. We're not going to bring that up online. On, no, we're not going to bring that up on. We will eventually, but you have to keep watching. Yes. We and you're up. always surrounded by thoughts. They're humans too. <laughs> <laughs> the high, our, our high school uh, senior picture begs to differ. <laughs> Oh God, that thing is but, so uh, funny. I I sent you a private message, by the way, Amber, in the in the Zoom chat. Yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, you could feel free, Troy, to like arrive at some point. I would just like to meet Sandor first. <laughs> totally yeah. fine. Yeah, I, yep. I have I have an idea of kind of what I'm doing, anyways, off oh, on my own. Cool. You've had is he enough to locate Sandor? Where did these two run into Sandor? I am uh, because nothing big needs to be like broken down. Because we're yep. going to be here for a couple of days. Uh, I'm probably racking my weights and stuff, making sure that they're that no, like no one's gonna stumble by, come across them, like try to lift them without being spotted, die. Correct. No one, no one else can move them out of where you had them. So <laughs> you're your own groupie. <laughs> um, and then I'm like. Most nights, I'm uh, kind of heading back to my tent, cart, whatever, whatever it is. Wagon. We have. Wagon. Most of you probably have wagons. Some of you probably set up temporary tents, but. And I'll probably be, I'll probably just be out over there, manning a little fire I have, maybe cooking whatever I, I can. <laughs> Just cooking a little rabbit on the <laughs> on the on the fire. <laughs> there are a lot of rabbits around. That is a uh, one thing that you have noticed in the past few months. Rabbits everywhere. What little crops there are in many places have been completely decimated by the rabbits. Um, you would think rabbits would help with starvation, but in fact, rabbit meat has yep. uh, not That's enough true. nutritional value or fat to survive off of exclusively. So it's yes, almost it's, like a cruel twist. <laughs> it's the fat, right? There's not enough fat in it. That's what rabbit starvation is. You're not getting a fat. All you know? protein, it's baby. All protein. That's what Liver King was eating. Just that. That and yeah. trend ball. <laughs> yeah, $10,000 a month. Uh, so, um, so he'll go over to, uh, I probably would start at the tent because I would probably know his routine pretty good. Uh, so we'll start at his wagon. Uh, and, you know, if I smell meat cooking, uh, I'll be like, oh, he's going to be over here. You'll like Sandor. He's very nice. Come on. He's walking a couple steps behind you, very kind of <laughs> trepid. <laughs> uh, Fenemy walks as someone who, even all these centuries later, is still used to being like something. Uh, chin high. Yeah, chin like, high. People like, should be following People you. should be getting the hell out of her way. She's the person who knows things. Uh, and so she still, she still acts that way, even, even now, um, some 6,000 years later. Uh, yeah. Old it's habits. Been a minute. Uh, so, uh, so we head over to the tent and 
And I think probably right. people in the, in the circus probably just like are used to her. It's not that she's mean. It's just the way she is. And they like, like part ways for her. James kind of yeah. looks left and right and behind the whole time you're traveling to see if he is being noticed. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Uh, but you arrive by the firelight of Sandor's little, little cook fire that he has not yet destroyed, but often does. <laughs> Sandor. Sandor. With the child in town. We um we have a guest. I was like, get that thing away know, from like, me. Fucking kids. <laughs> to be fair, this child looks very skittish and is eyeing you like you are dangerous, <laughs> and is staying back at like kind of the edge of the ring of your firelight. Sandra's like, I like this one. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, this is this is James. We well, I didn't know where else to go to get help, but his brother's missing. I'll uh. Take a look at uh, James, probably hiding behind Benemy there. Probably just like bend around. Um, does he look like the boy that? Just what I was going to send you. A He's message. not the boy that was under the tent flap, but there is yeah. family resemblance for sure. Yes. Uh, I will say that I, I did notice a small boy kind of uh, peeking under. The tent flap looking at my show while it was going on, but he got pulled away. I'm assuming by you, James, there. Yes, he ran away again. I had him and he he squirmed out of my hand. Where would he have gone? What what sort of things did he like the most? He likes everything he's not supposed to. Yeva? Uh, (laughs) Who's Yeva? The snake woman. (laughs) You have a snake woman? Well, we do, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> he's like, I don't know, maybe he's looking for candy or anything colorful or the games, fire. Maybe? I don't <laughs> Or the games. He's, he doesn't understand that restraint is righteousness. Right. Uh if you were him, right? right. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, if you were him, where would you go? Uh, he likes sweets. Okay. Why don't we start looking there and we'll ask other people who work here to look around as well. Because we want to make sure he's found safe too. It's like we we just really have to get home. We'll look at you there. All right. Um do you mind coming with us, Sandor? No problem. I was just finishing up. And I'll, uh, I'll just... Rose Boulder. Picks up, like, the whole wagon. Puts it aside. <laughs> <laughs> just finished tacking the horses up. Yeah, grabs the horse. Uh, puts it. the horse on top of the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Little search party, uh... Gets en route looking for small childs. Uh, Levi, at any point now, you will notice the search party searching. <laughs> so uh, so before, kind of as this was happening, um, <clears throat> immediately following his performance, uh, Levi would have went to someone in the tent who plays music. I'm sure there are at least one or two people that are musically inclined in this circus. Yeah, there's several musicians for sure. Perfect. Um, anyone that plays any like string instruments by chance? Yep. Fiddle, violin, anything like that? 
Yep. We'll say mm-hmm. banjo. There's a Brayden who plays some string yeah. instruments. All right. So immediately following the performance, I kind of do my post-performance like clean up procedures, um stitch my face dress my wounds. Yeah. Dress dress my wounds and stuff like that. Um more out of uh habit really than necessity. Um but I find one of the I find this braid in person and I uh I say um there's much on my mind. Um if you're not busy, would you mind playing a song for me? Uh yeah, I got a few minutes, not not a very long song. <laughs> Whatever time you can spare. Any requests? Something sad. All right. Uh, Brayden is Irish, so he has plenty of sad songs. <laughs> Potato fan, man. Well, the original emos. There's a whole island of them. <laughs> and he starts plucking away on the strings and the 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 somber notes. Lord, kind of Lord, fill the air Lord, in the little space that you have behind a couple of the tents. As I'm listening to the music, um, I begin to kind of unwrap the wounds, the bandages that cover my hands. And when I unwrap them, the wounds that were there that should be still there, I put railroad spikes through my hands, are gone. Um, however, the wound that is through the bottom of my jaw is still there um and it's very much painful and that's not that's not an experience that levi is very accustomed to and as he's listening to the the sad somber uh, music he is he's trying to think about what exactly that means he has an idea but he's not 100 percent sure and um Upon the conclusion of the song, he thanks the performer, and uh, he says, um, he kind of thinks to himself, I have to go find this woman. And uh, he gets up, and like kind of holding his jaw, he uh, he starts walking with purpose, trying to find this woman that was in the performance that watched him. All right. All of our searchers are searching between tents and whatnot right now. And as we, um, as but just, I'm sorry, as we go, I think that we're probably like quietly alert other carnival folk that there's a kid missing because code honestly, Adam. like, yeah, code <laughs> Adam, like that's not something you would want in a traveling carnival where they kind of don't want you in town anyway, because we're going to be blamed. They're regardless. immediately going to blame the yeah, carnies exactly. for sure. <laughs> so it's just kind of like quietly like, hey, code Adam, like find this freaking kid. We need to get him back where he needs to be so he doesn't get in trouble sort of thing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and with swift efficiency, uh, the rest of the performers and uh, and rousties and whatnot start fanning out and looking into little places that kids can hide um, and are turn, turning the place upside down, um, but doing so subtly enough that the few remaining rubes who have not been rushed out um, don't seem to notice what is going on. Um, who do I want to do this with first? Levi. 
you find the woman. Uh, she is off kind of to the sidelines of the circus. Like at, she's off the, um, the sideshow, even behind that a little bit. She's kind of behind the area where um, several of your, uh, your coworkers and stuff have set up their tents almost in the full dark. She's kind of easy to miss. Um, and she's, she's stooped down low and she's talking to a small child. Fuck. Lucky for me, I'm at home where there's no light. I make my way very quietly over to her, um, looking to overhear what she's saying to the child without being noticed. Uh, as you get closer, you can kind of overhear. She's talking in like a very gentle, pleasant tone to him. And she's saying, oh, that's so nice of you. They're really going to love that. It's very good of you for sharing. When you come into the woods, I'll show you where they are. I'm sure they'll like the candy. And the little boy, um, you can see now, like, from the angle that he's got, he's got some things in his hands. They look like little carnival sweets and whatnot, various things wrapped in colored waxed paper. Um, and she reaches out and she kind of ruffles his hair gently. And then she says, you have to run along now before they notice you're missing. And he he nods and he he stuffs the candy in his pockets um, and he he turns and heads back toward the kind of main carnival. I wait till this event kind of transpires and then I uh, I kind of approach a little closer to this woman and I say, um, it's been a long time since someone has left such a lasting impression on me. What did they do to you? She kind of squares up and she she looks looks you head to toe, sort of taking your measure. And then she says... My eyes just glowing fucking brilliant gold in the darkness. Which ones? You tell me. You should pack your carnival up and you should go. This town is not kind. It is not holy. I say, you know, there was a man in times long past. He was a terrible person. He committed atrocities, murder, adultery. He was a lying and thieving bastard. But righteousness comes in many forms. What is your intention here? What is it that you are trying to accomplish? What any good mother would want. The best for her child. And she smiles and it's so bitter. And it's a smile that doesn't touch her eyes at all. It's ironic. There's a little mean twist to it. I probably get like a, a little bit of a pain that kind of shoots through my jaw and I wince a little bit. You think you've lost everything yet. But silence has a way of ringing out the very last drops you didn't even know you had. 
and you'll have a chance to appreciate it moments before it's gone. And she starts to walk backwards from you. She takes a couple steps, watching you the whole way until she's put a little bit of distance between you. And then she turns and starts to just walk off into the dark, not really toward the town, kind of around the outskirts of it. I kind of stand there in the darkness for a minute with my head low, just kind of contemplating, thinking the exchange, thinking of the words that she used very carefully in their meaning, what it could all mean. Search group. <laughs> um, you spot little boy, curly mop up hair, much like his, uh, much like his brother <laughs> who puts in more effort than he does into taming that hair um, coming around the corner from the, the back of the sideshow there. Um, he's kind of holding his little jacket around him, um, looking around both ways. He sees, and he, and he clocks you guys immediately. <laughs> he's like, adult, adult, brother. And when he sees brother, his eyes get kind of wide, and he's like, and he turns around, and he starts to run. <laughs> <laughs> and James is just like, Eli, no! And he starts to chase him. <laughs> Shit. Um, Benemy looks at Sandor and is like, I'm sorry, but be careful. And like books after the kid too. <laughs> Sandor runs too fast and crushes the kid. Yeah. yeah. The kid is he's climbing <clears throat> right under um a tent. Yeva's tent. <laughs> no, Actually, Yeva, Yeva probably has a wagon. I would say Yeva has a wagon. Yeah. You know, it seems like they have a tent. Joan. Joan seems like she has yeah, a tent. Joan has he's like, he's tent. just beelining it right into this tent to hide. Everybody has him in their line of sight. It's not a very good hiding spot. Uh James is surprisingly quick for a half-starved little string bean of a boy. Um, he beats you there, Fenemy, um, and rushes right after the tent, kind of like pulls the flap aside. Doesn't go into it, though. And he's just like, Eli, come here now. We're going to get caught. I'll kind of catch And you're up. like a yeah. couple seconds behind just, him. Oh, it's just, oh, I'm too old for this. Oh, Eli, dear, come, come out. We're not... We're Eli, not put that down. You he's, don't want to touch things in there. You don't know where they've been. <laughs> he's already putting something in his pocket. <laughs> he's like... Eli, stealing is a sin. Empty out your pockets right now. Leave all of this stuff here. Um, and then Eli just sort of shakes his head no very stubbornly and James steps into the tent and grabs his little brother surprisingly gently by the shoulder and he's just like, and he gets down and he's like, Eli, Father Joseph is going to notice that we're missing and we're going to get in a lot of trouble. You have to empty your pockets. And he, he hesitates a moment. And then he shakes his head again, and, and <laughs> James is like, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. And you see, like, the look on this little boy's face kind of like, he doesn't want to, but it's softening a little bit, and he reaches into his pockets, and he starts tossing out Joan things, bits of bone, I guess, like a collar or something from a dog. <laughs> Just random stuff that he has somehow grabbed in the three seconds he was unattended in this tent. <laughs> Is he, does he seem resigned or is he still like uh, defiant? He seems conflicted. 
Uh, Not necessarily defiance, but he seems like is like there's a squirmy little part of him that really doesn't want to let go of some of the last things. But he's throwing some stuff out of his pockets, and then he like kind of leans down. He pulls something out of the shoe, like he's yeah. just got stuff everywhere. Just gonna, fifty sh- pound dumbbell. Yeah, just pulls it out. Um, uh, I'm going to strike a deal with him. Uh, so I'm going to roll plus guile, which I'm good at, and I'm going to uh, convince this little man that it's all good. If I can. Oh. Oh. Do we have any rerolls? We did have rerolls from last session. There was a reroll all around, so everybody's got at least one. Christian. <laughs> As it worth it. It's early in the session, Christian. This yeah. couldn't be more. I'm gonna I'm gonna that that's a six, so I'm gonna let it stand. Uh, I'm just gonna, right. Eli. You know, maybe. I, I, oh, thank you, Doc Boy. Thank God. Uh, we have more rules. Um, I'm still not going to use it. Though. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be like, maybe you can keep one thing, but you can't keep all those things. And since I biffed it, I'll be like, because if you do, I'm a witch, and some of my curse might fall on you. <laughs> After six thousand years, still Not doesn't know how to fuck to yeah. talk An to interesting kids. thing happens here. <laughs> I uh, never had any. Yeah. Eli looks at you, and he gets like a really like. Like, you're not shit look on his face. And James looks terrified. <laughs> I, kinda, I smile at him when I say that because she meant it as a joke. But, like, again, the, uh, the, the, um... James is like, no, he can't keep any of it. It's all stolen. <laughs> uh, Fenemy never had children. The oracles did not. So she wouldn't know this. <laughs> and then James goes through and he's putting his hands in his brother's pockets and he's turning out other things. Candy, wrap sweets. He's got like a piece of a funnel cake wrapped in there. He's like, no, no, you can't have any of this. <laughs> oh, the funnel cake's the best. <laughs> and then he kind of just brushes his brother down, pats him down, takes him by the hand again and he like toes him out of the, out of the tent. Right. Be safe. James glances back at you with a can I, as they're not good as, they're, <laughs> as they're walking away, as they're as they're leaving, um, and I'm kind of coming from the opposite direction. What when they're leaving? Can I kind of like just like wave, like bye at them like this? You can, and uh, you recognize James from the church. He's the boy that prayed that you prayed with. <laughs> oh, interesting. Does he wave back? Uh, he or what? He what hesitates. He's walking with it? a very determined pace with his brother in tow. And when he sees you in the wave, he like misses a step. He like double steps and he stares at you for just a moment. Um, and then he keeps going without waving back or anything, like just looking spooked. I make my way back over to uh, where they came from and meet up with Benjamin. Yeah, because I think she was just kind Peter. of standing outside of Gabe's tent watching him go. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Same. Hey, the crew is together. Well, Erebus, I trust your show went well. Erebus was the Greek god of darkness, by the way. One of the primordial forces of Greek mythology. If anybody doesn't cotton with you, Christian shit, boy. I, I look at you and I say, there was one viewer remaining when the show concluded. A success. <laughs> I kind of just nod my head. I look, I kind of like do a quick like scope of the carnival and kind of gauge like where they're at. Is everyone kind of finishing breaking down stuff? Is everyone packing up for the night? 
Yep. Uh, the um, carnival grounds mm-hmm. look empty. You don't see any more rubes, and you can tell from the way pe- the workers and the um, rousties and stuff are moving that they believe the all of the spectators have lost, have have left, have left, um, and they're walking relaxed. They're having conversations with their friends. They're getting ready to cook meals and count coins and um, see what the take was. Um, the word has spread. Several saw you find the boy and the and the two boys leave. So they're entering after show, relax time, gather things, prep, celebrate a little bit. Well, Oracle, I need not tell you, but I think things in silence Oklahoma may be more than they appear. Oh, I know. I don't know what happened at your show, but I gave a reading. I'm not very happy about it at all. Nephilim, I look at you, Sandor, and I say, did your show go well? Did you notice anything out of the norm? Uh, As well as normal. A few of the locals trying to tout their strength and failing, but nothing out of the ordinary, just the small boy kind of running around. It's the only thing I really noticed. His father, this priest, all the children seem to be very terrified of him. A woman as well, I ran into during my performance. She is not like the rest of the folks here, be it in composition or in her fervorance of belief. It's religion. I I recite the woman's name. I don't remember. Well, yeah. I guess I don't. I'm sorry. I can't remember if it was said to me before last session. I don't. Th- I don't remember. I think somebody in the audience said something about her name. I yeah, think, like, I, that's what I think happened that. too. What was it? I think they called her Mad Mary. Yes, Mad Mary. Yes, yes, yes. something. I yeah, something, something like, that. like that. I d- I describe um I describe the woman, but in kind of a I I highlight characteristics that other people wouldn't necessarily like notice. I yeah, don't say like, oh, she's this tall with this color hair. Yeah, I'm like, she stood with an aura of you know, um, fearlessness, right, or fearlessness, indignation. Yeah, you know, took that pride kind of in stuff. Hurting you. Yeah, that sort of stuff. Okay. Uh, so I, I say, um, I say, when you say religion, I look at you and I say, perhaps just a fervorance and a belief. I don't know. It's the Christ God. Ever since he came around, everybody's obsessed with hurting themselves and punishing themselves. Wasn't like that back in my day. I I let that one slide. Fenemy is the boomer <laughs> of gods. I'm t- I'm tired. Back in my day. <laughs> Back in too, my too day. tired. Too tired to argue. Well, I uh, must retire. Good night, gentlemen. She heads back to her tent. I will also uh, kind of 
wade my way back through the uh the crowds or the performers and whatnot back to my uh tent and Sandor. There's a woman waiting at your little campsite. <laughs> oh no. Big surprise. What, what? The WAP station. She's she's just sitting kind of she's not super close to your tent. She's sitting like on the other side of your little cook fire. Um mm-hmm. kind of bundled up a little bit, um, waiting nervously. She's just kind of keeping like a low profile and watching the others uh walk by. Uh you are in the sideshow, not too many of the regular carnival workers come around here too often but she's just keeping an eye trying to keep a low profile and not be noticed until you get closer um when you get closer she she stands up uh, and she just kind of clasps her hands in front of her and she starts talking before you're even like in the in the campsite and she says i'm sorry i didn't i didn't mean to intrude i i saw your performance and uh you don't she might have been there, but you, she wasn't someone that immediately stood out to you, um, yep. maybe toward the back or something. Um, she's very pregnant once she stands. You can see that. She's got, even uh, under the clothing and whatnot, you can see the swell of her belly. Um, and she says, you have, this is going to sound really silly, but you seem kind. And I, I was wondering if you could talk to the ringmaster about Maybe taking me with you when you leave. I, uh, as she stands and I see that, uh, she's pregnant, I, I do give her a wider. Uh, I'm like, oh no, that's a two for one right there. No, thank you. <laughs> Extra points right there, baby. I will, uh, go to the other, uh, kind of circle my way around to the other side of the uh, campfire there. Fire between us at all times. <laughs> um, and I'll, there I'll, I'll sit down and I'll get the fire kind of uh, going again, left at embers and whatnot when I went to look for Eli. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll look at her and it's like, we do take people occasionally that come into town. I mean, we do have quite a, a large number of people here, but why do you want to leave? I, I just, I just can't stay here. I don't, I don't want to have my baby here. There's got to be someplace better. Just if I don't go now, I'm going to be laid up for who knows how long and I, I can't have my baby here. I can, uh, I can talk to him. You, you would uh, do that? What, what does the ringmaster usually do around um, like this time of like breaking down and whatnot? Uh, he's usually in, um, in his wagon, uh, dealing with various, uh, reports or problems that come after each show. Like somebody comes over and says, oh, this happened. Like this is broken. We need like all the, all the little incidentals that occur or are noticed after a show. Um, he's also, um, collecting money till counting things out, um, 
writing in his ledger, recording the finances, trying to figure out uh, what we're going to need to buy tomorrow in town, that sort of thing. And uh, just to remind myself, was Wayland the ringmaster's name? Yes, Wayland. Wayland I, I, I did write it down, but I have no notes. <laughs> like there's a guy name. named Wayland somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's yep, more the right than master. the rest of team chaos can and, um, say no, you've, you've known that yeah. is a point towards team wholesome you son of a bitch i actually no <laughs> Takes i had notes, the name written team down wholesome. i had it written down i knew wayland prince was was the ring it's a half note <laughs> yeah it's just it's like wayland prince master question mark frog, <laughs> frog. <laughs> frog. <laughs> completely random <laughs> <laughs> yep and uh you know you've known wayland to take in um strays for the circus and other places too like there's usually every couple of establishments you hit somebody comes running from something clearly Wayland will chat with them uh usually he lets them on sometimes he doesn't uh he mm-hmm. keeps those reasons to himself um but he's this is not like something that's certainly out of the question immediately or anything like yeah. that i will uh being as i have kind of already started uh, my fire going again, I will ask her, it's like, uh, I'll, I'll say, uh, let me uh, let me just make something quickly and we can go see Wayland right after I'm finished up. Oh, of course. Uh, take, take your time. <laughs> she just sort of stands there awkwardly for a moment, kind of supporting her belly a little bit. And then she's like, can, can I, I'm sorry, my feet. Do you mind no, if no, I... no, please. Tell her, it's like, please. Pulls please. out fucking anvil for her. <laughs> <laughs> she takes a seat on whatever little log or crate or something that you have next to your fire. And yep. she like, oh, just sort of sighs in relief. <laughs> I'm <She's>... probably... <laughs> Uh, what time of year was this again? This is December. It's the end of December. People are, people, most people are bundled up. The people who are wearing less layers of clothing, you can tell, are doing so because they are less well off. <laughs> Not out of a, out of choice there. Yep. Um, the, I'll, I'll so at, it's cold. I'll probably be like at least boiling some water, a kettle or something, some sort of drink. Um, just black coffee. The grounds just all mixed in. <laughs> probably, <laughs> honestly, I was thinking coffee. Just mud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I will uh, offer her something. I don't know if I have an extra cup around. I usually don't. Uh, get sure, I'm sure you have a couple spares on hand for when you break them. <laughs> yep, that would be true. Um. Oh, thank, thank you. That's, I, I'd love something hot. <laughs> and then she, um, uh, she says, "I'm, I'm Emma." By the way, have you been with the carnival long? I have. Uh. I am a lifelong, not member of this particular one, but. Of showbiz. <laughs> of the show business here. Do you, do you like working here? Do you, are your coworkers, do you get along with your coworkers? 
Uh, <laughs> like, ironically enough, he's the only one that everyone likes. <laughs> I uh, I do do get along with most most people. They, out of my wishes, they do give me sp- the space that I kind of asked for. I have that's good. Unfortunately, They're respectful. Very prone to I'm fairly uh, unfortunately prone to uh, breaking things and I feel at this point like I'm I'm like getting cups and stuff and like I have all of my old broken cups and like shit shaking like uh, lightly panning oh, down a cup <laughs> and not to be like rude and whatnot but like when I when I get get her the warm coffee or whatever I'm making I like put it down near her and I don't hand it to her. Set it down on the rock nearest to her by the yeah. fire. She kind of she kind of like supports her belly and like leans over with a <laughs> to get it. <laughs> I, I do put it close enough where it's just not it's like I put like I'm sitting down and I put it as far as you said chivalry's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but, she she holds it with, with both hands and takes a sip and she's like it's good thank you. I um, I was watching, you know, some of, some of the performers and the, and the other folks here, and they seem to, they seem to get along well. It seems like a. Most people like each other here. We, we do have a few. We have a bit of friction occasionally between performers, but. Me, Christian. <laughs> um, we do we do get along very much, almost like a family. That's, that'd be nice. Silence is a, you know, it's 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 where I was born, but it's never really been much of a home. People are people are set in their ways. This this woman is very young. As you're talking to her, you're like, she can't be more than like 17, 18, 19. She's like in mm-hmm. that range there. Um just just very young. And she seems uh very sweet, nervous at the same time. Um her, she's she was like kind of picking out her fingers a little bit as she was talking until you've given her the mug. And now she's like holding that and it's helping with the fidgeting. Mm-hmm. Um, but she sits there and this lets the silence hang for a moment. And then she just kind of says, you know, I'm not, I'm afraid I don't have much of a performance skills, but I'm good with tasks. I'm happy to cook, clean, help set up, go shopping, whatever, whatever you folks need a hand with. I can, I can do. I, I'm good at mending. We uh, we don't all perform here. There are some that do travel with us that are hands, <laughs> hands, yeah. More than anything, so. But it is unfortunately not up to me. It is up to Waylon. Um, 
when we finish our uh, coffee, we'll uh, we'll head over to his wagon and see what he has to say. Thank you. I I really appreciate it. Just sort of sips her coffee in that slightly awkward but not profoundly uncomfortable quiet you have there while you finish up your drinks. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and when you're you're ready to take her over, she uh, gets up <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and follows you on over. I assume Wayland's wagon is uh, probably like in like the middle of our cluster of tents and stuff. Yeah, but it's in a more centralized uh, location in the backstage area. He has an open door policy. Uh, mm-hmm. Anybody's free to come and talk to him about anything, anytime. He's always very welcoming of um, comments, questions, advice, criticisms. Uh, so you can see like the light on from the little wagon window and everything he's in. Uh, head out up to the back door as you've done several times. I that back door. Been replaced several times. <laughs> yes. And four oh back door. Oh my God, Troy. <laughs> I typed that before you even fucking knew what you did. I will, uh, as gingerly as I can, I will knock on the door. Uh, you hear Waylon inside. He's uh, yes, please come in. I'll uh, I'll just open the door. <laughs> I go and just uh, the whole thing breaks down. In the yeah. uh, Waylon oh. looks up, sees you, sees the woman waiting behind you, and he says, "Oh, uh, hello. How how's your evening, Sandor?" It's been well. Been well. The uh, town folk here are intrigued by us, at the, at the very least. They always are. And yep. he jots something else down on a list that he's making, and he looks up. Um, who, who's your guest? I will uh, kind of step aside and motion her forward. She kind of looks at you, like nods, and then she walks up the steps, and she says, I'm... She says, hi, I'm, I'm Emma. I'm, I saw your show and I, uh, I'm looking to move on. Wondering if you have any, any work, if you need any uh, extra hands, I can. And then she just goes right into it. She's like, I can cook, I clean, I mend, I can do the shopping. I can, <laughs> I can put petrol in a vehicle. I can, anything that you need done. I'm, I'm a hard worker. <laughs> and Waylon's like, so slow down there. You don't have to, so. Sell yourself quite so hard. Please, please sit down. <laughs> and she, she kind of looks back at you, and then she goes in and she, she takes a grateful seat on the little, little tiny stool that's next to the little tiny desk <laughs> in this little tiny wagon. <laughs> I'll uh, kind of lean in and say, "It's like she's, she's looking to obviously come with us when she, when we leave." Wayland's like, he's like, yep, I uh, I can see that. And I do think we have some extra work around. We'll have to discuss some details about your compensation. And she's like, oh, I'd, I mean, I'd work for room and board. I, I, don't, I don't need much, just um, 
something that's not here. And Waylon kind of looks at her for a moment. He looks, he really looks into her eyes, her, her very youthful face. And he says, there will of course be room and board, but also pay. <laughs> um, you guys then, getting paid? <laughs> yeah, the rest of you guys work for nothing. Uh, he looks at you and he's like, he's, thank you, Sandor. Insert we'll, me, insert me. We'll, we'll discuss, we'll discuss a position for her. I think there are some tasks that need done that she'll be she'll be well suited to. I'll uh I'll nod and kind of make my way out. I'll I'll close the door against my better judgment and probably end up breaking it. <laughs> you're like, oh like I have done a good thing and you're like just regular shut door, or so you think. And yep. the door, like, slams. The entire wagon sort of shakes on ye old wagon shocks. <laughs> and you hear, like, you hear, like, the, the startled, like, yelp inside of, like, Emma, like, oh, my God. And you hear, like, the crash and clink of a couple things. And Waylon's like, it's, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Sandor is very strong, it happens. We have a lot of tin cups and utensils for this reason. He's like, please, please don't worry yourself. You just hear him like reassuring her. I, I feel like I had, uh, when I pull like whatever it is to close the door, I don't know if it's like a like mechanical knob like a latch. lock. Yeah. yeah, it's probably it's like, like a thumb lock. press latch. I feel like I tore the uh, outward handle off when I closed the door. That's impressive because closing is a push. <laughs> it was like okay. you push it too hard and you're like, oh, fuck, I pushed it too hard. And you jerked your hand away and just like knocked the fucking hand off. Okay. <laughs> or like I, I, I went and I, I closed it. And as I was turning away, my like, you know how sometimes your hand got caught in a handle? Yep. And it, normally your finger just like swipes it, but you were just like, bang, yep. slap that bitch right on off. And the door just hangs open adjacent a little bit. Uh Emma's looking back and Waylon's like, it's it's fine, it's fine. We'll fix things. You said you were good at mending. <laughs> and he sort of chuckles a little. That's your first job. <laughs> I'll, uh, before I head out, I'll just be like, sorry, Waylon. And I'll put the handle on the, on his step. He's like, nothing some wood glue and nails will not fix. <laughs> have, a, have a good night, Sandor. <laughs> good night. I'll look to Emma and he's like, you have a good night as well. Thank you again. Good night. And I'll make my way back to my camp for the third night uh, time this night. <laughs> You're like, oh. and as you sit down by the glow of your campfire now, as isolated as you both desire and dread it to be, um, quiet is kind of settling over the carnival. You can hear the distant voices and a little bit of lingering laughter of some of the other um, performers and and stagehands and rousties sharing a meal or a late night drink before heading to bed. But quiet is settling in. Um, and as the quiet settles in, the sounds of nature become more pronounced. It's cold. It's not a lot of insect life or birds or chittering creatures, but the wind you can hear that wind sweeping across the kind of barren plains behind you um, and rustling in the trees of the shelter belt at the edge of silence. 
uh, the rustling of trees in the wind is not something that you hear very often in the Great Plains, uh, especially during um, such terrible droughts and dry times. Um, and there's something soothing, almost enchanting about it. And you find yourself looking out uh, beyond the beyond the crackling flames to that long, dark stretch of trees uh, beyond and seeing the tops of them just swaying in the wind. Um, and it's lulling and some time passes, perhaps more time than, than you realized or intended to spend before you kind of come back to your senses and um, the labors of the day weigh upon you, emotional and otherwise, um, and you're getting tired. Uh, did anybody else have any last tasks or things they wanted to do before retiring for the so, evening? So I don't know if um, I don't know if Fenemy actually needs to sleep as a demigod. That's an interesting question. Uh, I think she likes to sleep. I don't know if she always can. Uh, so I think it's probably something that's like optional for her. Um, mm -hmm. And I think the opium helps. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna smoke some opium tonight. <laughs> she's gonna hit that pipe and she have some the pipe. fever yep. dreams. Yep. Yep. Enemy, your dreams, despite the opium, which is usually a pleasant relief, um, and lays that um that just that that doubt that you so desperately need in the things that you see, that wonderful deniability. Um, tonight there's not so much of that. You see flashes of random things, things far from here or long from here. Um and those are things that you can place that doubt upon. Is it the drugs? Am I hallucinating? Is it my gift or ability? You're not sure. But whenever you see flashes of cool, dark woods and smell the raw earth and growing things and hear the slither of movement in underbrush and see thorns mm. with drops of ruby blood on them, that doubt from that precious opium is just not there. And it's not restful sleep. I would say for myself, um, it's not very often that um, I would say I'm probably in a similar position as Benami where I don't know if I necessarily need sleep, but I feel I certainly can sleep. So as the night becomes more um, active and you said the woodland Creatures and the sounds and stuff like that. Not so much creatures, just the sound of the wind in the trees and the swaying of branches. It's very unusual noise for around here. It stands out. I guess um, maybe take this literally or figuratively. I'll let you decide. But I lay down on my back with my eyes up looking up towards the heavens. And that's not a very common position that I sleep in. And as I lay back there looking up into the sky, I close my eyes and I listened to this, the song or the screams or whatever it might be that the trees are saying in the wind. As you listen in that dark, quiet space, trying to find whatever rest or reprieve from this existence that you can, it almost seems like the trees are saying, come and see. All right. Dawn falls on a somewhat hungover, somewhat disgruntled carnival, as it always does <laughs> after, after a performance. Um, you're awoken by the normal sounds of people getting together, making breakfast, usually people 
design in a communal style uh, in this carnival. And the meals are kind of one of the um, situations where you're more welcome among the more normal kind of main ring performers. Um, you're always welcome to dine with them. Though you, they don't question it if you dine by yourself. So you you hear and smell the various cook smells and whatnot, the rumbling of people, the sound of, you know, someone working on a vehicle, a few of the animal noises from some of the show animals with you, the yipping and occasional barks of Joan's hungry dogs. <laughs> or Joan. Or Joan. <laughs> the yipping and occasional barks of hungry Joan. <laughs> All these mouths to feed. Fuck. <laughs> Yes, all the mouths that the carnival does have to feed. Um, you are free to wake up, go about whatever your morning routine is. Uh, typically, um, when you the first day that after a performance, when you make stop in town, um, there are tasks to be done in town. There are supplies to be bought and whatnot. Wayland's always looking for volunteers to go and get those things. Um, you'll hear about the take. You'll receive um, your dividends, your shares from the performance. Um, so... It's a it's a pale but bright day in Silence, Oklahoma. Um, everything looks very pale. The blasted kind of prairie lands, the dead winter killed grasses, uh, even the town itself, the wood and the structure is all just faded by the relentless um, sanding of the wind and the sun, um, except for that tree line. Uh, there's greenness in those needles and branches. I would say Levi is always up um, with the dawn. He kind of like wakes up before the sun rises and kind of watches it rise. Um, the sunrise brings him comfort, maybe a little bit. It reminds him of the morning star, who at one point in time was someone very much that he looked up to. Um, and he kind of Prepares for a moment, um, checks his, you know, wound on his jaw and it's healed up a bit, a bit more where it's no longer kind of, um, um, where it's no longer still this gaping hole in his jaw and his chin. And, uh, he heads out of his tent to go and try to find Waylon to, uh, see what type of duties or chores they need help with going into town. You find Waylon where you usually find him in the morning. Um, he's right in the kind of the big canopied area that most people share their communal meals. He's at a table. He's got his notebook and ledger, and he's talking to various people and organizing various things while the meal's being prepared. He eats with the folk of the carnival. Um, Emma is there as well. She is, she is uh, at the table, just a couple seats down from Waylon, um, just sitting quietly, saying at the occasion, like, hello to different focus they pass by and they, they greet her couple stop and talk and like oh like who are you and <laughs> she introduces herself and says like uh Waylon's gonna let me join on with the with the carnival I'm looking forward to working with you all sort of thing she draws my attention um being the fact that she's uber pregnant yep <laughs> she's very, I kind of just pregnant. watch her I kind of just watch her in, in a way that tries to not be creepy, but is also probably slightly unnerving. I so. mean, with with your appearance, there's no way for it not to be creepy. <laughs> right, right. Um, she looks, she glances at you and then quickly like looks away to like keep talking to random folk, but her eyes keep going to you occasionally here and there. And when she has a few quiet moments, um, she 
stares for a couple moments. You're used to being stared at, but then she offers kind of a shy little wan smile and just kind of puts her hand up to wave. I kind of just, um, I just nod my head like that. And then I kind of turn and go to Waylon to see what he needs. All right. Uh, and it's okay if you run into me at this point, uh, Fenimy. I was going to say, I, I, um, deal with Sandra first. I was going to say, Fenimy gets up with the sun too, uh, for entirely different reasons because Apollo is the sun and that's her dad. She's saying hello in the morning. Uh, so again, another theological Fair. discussion that we get to have. Right. <laughs> and Morningstar was a reference to Lucifer, yeah. but also strangely Apollo a little bit because he was he comes right. uh, he, he comes with the dawn. On Rides' chariot across yeah. the sky. So she literally greets her dad in the morning. And she probably especially wanted to this morning because she had a bad night's sleep and she is very unsettled mm. with this place. Uh, so she gets up. She Must sees be nice to have a dad that loves you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she sees, I think, I think that, you know, Levi and her probably have like had this discussion before and now just respectfully keep each other's distances. <laughs> it's like, we know what you're doing. Yeah. I know what you're doing. Good morning. Uh, and then she, she'll eat breakfast with everyone because she likes being around people, actually. Sandor, I have a question for you. Yep. Do you typically eat breakfast with the group, come and retrieve your breakfast and take it back to camp? Or does someone like Joan bring it to you? Legs and eggs all day. <laughs> well, as being one of probably, I think, the only true mortal of this group, uh, who doesn't like transform or control snakes or whatever Yeva does? <laughs> whatever Yeva does. <laughs> um, I probably uh, end up uh, sleeping in a little bit. Uh, so <laughs> I'd probably say uh, Joan would usually bring Thank you a something play after. Over. Yep. Like before it stops being served, it's like, oh, I haven't shown up yet. Uh, something of that nature. All right. Good to know. We will come back to you because you're sleeping in. I'm going to pop back over to Fenemy and uh, Levi, who are up early enough to not miss breakfast. <laughs> Does Waylon, I go over to Waylon and I say, um, are there any? assignments that need to be done in town this morning he's like yes levi i'm glad you asked um we have the typical i need there's some groceries and provisions that will need to be bought our next uh stop is x amount of miles away so we'll need petrol in all the trucks we'll need some spare uh containers um we also need someone to escort emma uh back to her residence so she can pack some of her things um, she is going to be joining us. She's going to be helping with the uh, with the Rousties. Uh, no heavy labor for the time being, but she'll be working on you know mending uh, different outfits and whatnot. She's she's quite good with needlework, so I'm sure she will be able to um, exercise some creativity in the costuming department. And he he smiles kindly at her, um, but she needs to she needs to pack. I kind of give a quick glance over to uh, Emma. Is it Emma? You said. Yes, Emma. Give a quick glance over to Emma, and then I look back at Waylon, and I say, right, um, well, I shall go and see if I can gather food supplies. Perhaps like, somebody here in town will show some grace and give us the discount, and I kind of 
<laughs> do one of these. He's like, there's... My emaciated form. There's always hope. And he um tears like I kind a of like his ledger and he hands it to you with a list of items. I kind of, inside I go... <laughs> he says there's always there's hope. Always hope. I, <laughs> just begrudgingly take the ledger and then get ready to kind of review it and go sit down and finish the breakfast or whatever. Phenomy, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, as you're looking at the ledger, you see all the typical things you'd expect. You've done grocery runs before, you know, typical amounts of flour, the any that can be found, bacon, canned goods, lots and lots of canned goods, all that stuff looks normal. Um, and there is also um, a few lines at the bottom added on for like um, provisions for infants. There's like infant formula, any baby clothes, things like that, that have been added. Waylon's a good hmm. dude. Waylon is a good dude. Yeah. In honor of Waylon being a good dude, everybody feel free to donate Bezos bucks to us. That's right. You know it's not a good he's dude. not a good dude. Get money from this prick and give it to Waylon, a good dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where are you at, Fenemy? Uh So Fenemy, um makes around and says good morning to all her friends because uh, she likes being around humans. Um, and then her intention was to go see Waylon and get some, you know, see if there's anything to do to get into town too. Uh, more with an ulterior motive that she doesn't like this place and she's going to see what she can pick up. Uh, yeah, you're like, fuck this town. I'm going to scope it out. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's like, something is wrong here and I am going to find out what, because I am good at that. Uh, but then she probably sees Emma and like, Goes and introduces herself right away. Oh, Emma's like, "Hi, uh, I'm Emma. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be working with you all." Wayland was so kind as to offer me a, a position. I'd shake her hand and take her hand, Fenemy. And oh, look at and you're with child. And I am going to touch, touch. Hey. <laughs> Not on her stomach, because I hate when people touch pregnant women. I'm doing the touch when I touch her. Pregnant women hate that, too, yeah, I'm like, sure. Oh, it's a baby <laughs> Without coming. being invited to. Yeah, not cool. Not cool. I'm just touching her hand. Uh, so that's roll plus breath. Uh, oh, man, I'm kicking ass tonight. Oh, that's a nine. All right. You can ask your question. La, 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 la. Why can I not find this? Spot? My move is a little harder to use. I have to bite that. Some of these the moves animal. are super good during like the exploratory <laughs> phase of an adventure, and some yeah. of these are much better during like the climax phase of an adventure. <laughs> what secret does she know about silence? Oh, okay. That's a good one. So, uh, as you reach out, you touch Emma's hand. Uh, her hand's surprisingly rough. She works with her hands. Uh, for such a young, uh, pleasant-seeming girl. Um, and the secret that she knows about silence <laughs> is that silence is silence is her home. She has conflicted feelings about this place. She was born here, and there were years in her youth when silence was kind to her. Uh, that all changed. Um, that all changed just a couple years ago when the new mayor came to town. Times were hard before then, um, but when the new mayor came to town, he brought money um, and supplies and hope, and then things got weird. Um, it was maybe two years ago. Something happens at the church. She's not. Uh, she's not allowed to go to the church anymore. Not since she 
Yeah. Not since she became pregnant. Scarlet lettered. Okay. (laughs) Um, But something happens at the church where the whole community gathers and they decide which children have been bad. Mm. And those children do not come back. Um, the mayor and Joseph, the priest, are close. At first, it was a terrible, dreadful thing that nobody talked about, but it only happened one time when that boy disappeared. And that boy did kill someone. But last year, it was a girl, <laughs> another girl. And this year, she's worried it might be her child. She needs to leave. Understandable. Okay. So she doesn't, like, like again, when, when like, the visions overtake, um, but, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious. I mean, she's not, like, not able to just kind of pick things up uh, like a fake TV psychic. So she, she touches her hand, and there's probably, like, a little bit of energy that goes through Emma because she knows something happens, like something semi-divine or divine. And it, it goes through Benami uh, too, and again her eyes roll back. Just for a minute, she sees and she she absorbs all that information, and she kind of like comes back to like to the real world, and she looks right in the eyes, and she just takes Emma's her hand. halfway to her feet, like reaching out to steady you. She's like, "Are you okay?" She takes her hand. She pats. She goes, "No, no, sit, sit, darling, sit. It's okay. We'll get you and your child out of here. Don't worry." Just the old orthostatic hypotension. <laughs> I need to, I need these socks. She looks <laughs> slightly confused socks. by that statement, but reassured by it, like in a comforted way. She's like, I don't know. That was weird, but I'm glad sort of look. You're not going alone. Do you have all your things? Do you need anything from home? Oh, uh, Wayland was going to send someone with me to... Do you want to just send someone to get your things and not go home yourself? She kind of pauses for a moment and then she says, that that could be nice uh, just because, you know, it's a little bit hard getting around these days and I wouldn't mind saving myself the walk. Of course. She smiles and like pats her hand and goes, you rest. You need the rest. Sandor and I will go get the things. Uh, thank you. And what is she, it you need? she describes her her house okay. to you. She's like, my house is that one on mm-hmm. the on the lane over there. I I share it with a with a. Another girl, she's she's nice, but she'll show you to my room and just, there's not much. Okay, we'll get there for you, no worries. Thank you. And she'll, uh, she'll go to see Wayland and um, volunteer to go into town with Sandor, her backup and her muscle, to get the stuff. All right, oh, Wayland I feel is like, like- that's a great idea. Thank you so much. And I think that's very wise to let Emma rest. <laughs> I feel like Levi would be pulling a cart. Um, just with pulling it, just like a the, cart. The brunt of the load is just this empty cart is just on his back. And it's a very biblical, symbolic moment. Just Levi, bearing the fucking burden. As we're bra- dragging the cart, Waylon's like, Levi, you can take the truck. Let's <laughs> you know that it's always okay to take the truck. <laughs> and I always politely decline. <laughs> He's like, okay. <laughs> oh gosh. He always gets so emotional about the groceries. This is my burden to bear. <laughs> I will carry these cabbages. <laughs> 
Blessed be the cabbages. <laughs> From the very depths of hell. Oh, All right. It. Sandor, uh, you come round uh, to your usual uh, late, late morning waking, sleeping in. Um, and usually when you wake up and you pop outside, Jonah's sitting outside your fire, whatever, snacking on some leftovers she also brought for herself with a plate for you. Mm-hmm. She's not there this morning. That's odd. Once in a while. It's not like immediate red flags, like she's never missed it, but it's odd. Yep. It, your, your first thought is immediately that she had an episode last night and maybe she's like somewhere in a field waking up right now. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> Looks at opium addict. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll make a kind of note to myself. I'll just, I'll, I'll try to go and seek Joan out a little bit later. <clears throat> um, but I guess I'll go and uh, fetch myself a little uh, bite to eat. Head on down to the the little the food tent and see various familiar faces. Most of them eating or just finishing their meals by now, <laughs> just chatting. Um, Wayland is there. You see, Emma is seated with just a little space down beside him. Um, mm-hmm. and she's talking to various people, some of the, um, a couple of the, uh, older ladies who work here have like gathered around and they're very excited for her and they're, they're talking about the coming baby and stuff. <laughs> I'll, uh, go say my hellos and grab a bowl of whatever we're cooking up tonight. Porridge, baby. <laughs> Porridge. Hell Yeah. Morning porridge. Morning porridge. Uh, Emma looks happy to see you. She, her like especially brightens, and she's like, "Morning, Sandor." She's like, "Wayland gave me the job." And then she looks over at Wayland, like it's kind of weird to say that with Wayland sitting right next to you. And Wayland's yeah. like, <laughs> "He's just like it's fine." <laughs> Jesus, <Wayland is>. try fucking <laughs> <laughs> <I> chat. <laughs> It's the wrong kind of carnival. This is not Yeva. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad Sarah's not here to see this chat right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll say, uh, Waylon's a good man. There was very little reason for him to say no. She's like, I can tell that, you know, I'll, I like to think the best of folks, but there are a handful who would turn a woman out because of her condition, not wanting another mouth and all, especially in hard times. Mm. Luckily, we are uh, a little bit well off to be able to accept a few more. And she kind of looks down at her belly and she just smiles at that. She's like, very lucky. I'll uh, get my food. I'll go over to Waylon. I'll because I, I I don't know exactly what's uh, planned for the day. I'll just ask him. It's like, was there anything to do? Anything? He's like, oh uh, yes. Um, Levi is going to get provisions. Uh, Braden and a couple of his. Uh, and a couple of the others are going to take some of the trucks down to the petrol station, fill them up, get extra petrol. Um, Benemy 
was, I believe he looks around for Fedemi. He was, she wanted to uh, see if you were up for going into town and retrieving some of Emma's things for her. So she doesn't have to do so much walking. That shouldn't be a problem. Uh, I will say maybe we should, if, uh, what's the literacy rate? Oh, in 1938. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm thinking it's like we've probably had trouble in the past of people running away to join the circus, and then like people who don't want that individual to quite leave, like mother. Oh yeah, like kidnapping people from the circus. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah we're, we're going around town to town just taking people. Yep, um, yep, that's happened. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking it's just like especially her being in such a condition uh maybe we should uh get a letter or have her uh sign something saying that she's coming to join the circus anyone that asks be like oh hey here we're coming to retrieve her things Waylon nods and he says usually that would probably be a good idea but in this case with emma's uh circumstance it will be fine. He assures you. The uh, the illiteracy rate in the 1930s was only 4.9. Oh, okay. So most among, people among even... educated populations among minorities is like 16%. Yeah. So. All right. So most... Wow, that's surprisingly high. I thought that yeah, would have been much worse than 38. Yeah. All right. substantially higher than our Shadows of Estuary game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But uh, I'll... I'll nod to uh Waylon and just kind of be like, like I just don't want to kind of smiles and she says it's it's okay Waylon and she she looks at you and she says uh I'm not married she looks down at her belly and she says baby's a bastard but I already love them and um town's kind of town doesn't look too kind on Unmarried women fraternizing around. <laughs> I, they'll be glad to be rid of me, she says. I uh, meant nothing by it particularly. Thing. We've had a couple of our uh, people here now that have joined us that it wasn't just kind of a spouse or a parent. Sometimes it's just a friend that didn't want him to leave that has caused us some grief. So. Helen, uh, the the woman I stay with, she I, I she knew I was going to ask, try to get out of here. She's, she's the only one. She'll be happy for me. Maybe a little sad, but when you see her, could you? Could you tell her that I love her and I'm very grateful these past few months? Certainly. Thank you. I'll, uh, with that, I'll, uh, and, um, there's a, there's a, a blue vase in my room. It was, it was my mother's, uh, give that to her for me. 
I'll nod. I'll uh, say my Crab's face. <laughs> You're like, I, I will not. Get one job. Get one job, Sandor. <laughs> You're like, I will. Of course, you're sweating profusely. <laughs> um, Is there so no one I'll, else? I'll stay my partings and I'll kind of go over towards the, the edge of the people and I'll uh, take, a, take a seat on probably like a bench or something that we got set up to finish eating. And after that, right. we'll probably head into town, Fenemy. Yeah, I think Fenemy was probably sitting there and heard that conversation, actually, because uh, okay. she's probably hanging around and... Um, Chatting with friends and whatnot. Yeah, and especially, especially when Emma was like, you know, the child's a bastard. She just gets in and she's like, you know, here, you shouldn't use that word. It's... um. Don't allow the little beliefs of other people, especially the more modern beliefs, limit you. you know, my father was very important, but I could be called a bastard as well. But still, I found my own place in the world, and you will too. And so will your child. Her expression softened. She's like, thank you. That's, you know, a lot of people would think you're crazy for running off and joining the circus with a baby on the way. But I just want a kinder community for my child. Indeed. You must uh, indeed. Why do I always say that as a character? Um it's very important to know yourself and you know where you're at isn't right for you. And so you're making the right steps. Thank you. And the the baby's father, he was a good man. And I don't have any regrets. Good. And then, like, Arano is just commenting, it'll be so nice to have a baby around. I have missed the coup of a newborn baby so much. <laughs> like, yeah. it'll bring so much happiness to the circus. Yeah, Fenemy gets a little sad about that, actually. That person's uh, a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's a person who has had babies that they can give back. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. Fenemy actually seems a little sad at that. Uh, but then she she kind of, like, takes her leave and, like, goes and waits with, uh, with Sandor until he's done eating. All right. Our various folks are heading into the town in the early morning. Um, Mid-morning now, abouts. Uh, so on your town runs, you usually have similar experiences where um, you get lots of stares, people ogling, people ogling from windows, people ogling and trying to not look like they're ogling. Sometimes people just straight up staring because you are the strange painted carnival folk from the night and oh my God, daylight. Like this is not, this is not correct. <laughs> um, unfortunately, you are more often met with um, cold shoulders uh, and disapproving looks than you are met with curiosity or joy or wow, that was a great performance. Um, it's amazing how when the sun comes up, people start feeling shame for the things that they previously enjoyed. But inevitably, that happens. So you're all very used to that sort of behavior, and you expect it rolling into silence. You're like, something strange is happening in silence, but I bet you that's not going to be the thing that changes. <laughs> so silence, little town has a single main road, um, little farmsteads dotted around it. But on that main road, you can find pretty much everything. 
uh, all the important buildings um, in a little town like this. You've been through enough of them that you can kind of spot them at 300 yards and know what it is even before you see a signage. You're like, that's the grocery. That's the sheriff's station. There's the church. <laughs> um, schoolhouse. Uh, so that's no problem for you all. You're very efficient at this point. Um, who would like to go first? We have two groups. And are you leaving at about the same time? Are you going down the main strip together and just splitting off when you, when your destinations fork? I'm, I might have headed out a little bit before them. I wasn't there for that. Yeah, I that think he's exchange. probably a little ahead of us. Yeah. All right, we'll go with Levi first. Chronology. Levi, you are bearing your burden down the main road of town to the disdainful glares of various town folk um, who are out and about or watching from windows. Uh, not a ton of people doing outdoor stuff that's not absolutely necessary. There's someone chopping wood. Um, somebody, like, scraping frost off of a vehicle. But most people are trying to hunker up at this point and as they notice, tend to watch from windows uh, as you wheel on downtown. Um, it did snow a little bit in the night. Uh, not a lot. There's maybe a half inch of snow, just enough to dust everything. And your little wagon mm. wheels are cutting marks down the main road. Um, no vehicles have come up and down in the night. The snow is completely unbroken. Uh, but you head for the general store. It's the only place you can find anything in a little town like this. I uh, <clears throat> plop my wagon down in front of the store and uh, <laughs> and, and I, then you uh, pick up a big stick and you put two like basket hand baskets on either end <laughs> <laughs> just always random fucking burdens to bear um, yeah and uh, I, I kind of set the wagon down and Make note if there's any other cars or or horses or anything tacked up outside of the general store upon my approach. Nope. Looks right. pretty pretty empty. Any uh any crosses or anything like that in the windows or anything? Nothing in the windows or on the outside of the building. Okay. I will go ahead and walk into the building and I'll kind of keep my my uh kind of cloak pulled pulled over me a bit you walk into the general store and uh for the moment at first glance it looks like you're the only customer here you do spot whom you assume is the proprietor he's wearing an apron and he's sweeping the ever-present fucking non-stop dust that gets into everything um just off like the sales floor uh little bell rings when you come in he looks up at you he's a smallish man with a very wiry kind of leathery appearance uh bald I noticed um, that and I hunch a little more. And he just stops weeping and he just openly stares at you for a moment. Almost like a like almost like a deer in the headlights look, except not with fear, more with just sh shock and surprise. Like he was just not expecting that to walk into his store and is totally unprepared for it. Uh, you do also immediately notice that there is a cross in the room on the wall. Not a big ostentatious thing, just a little cross like every good Christian should have in their place of business i uh i give the cross a quick you know glance i always seem to notice those things right away and uh when i notice the proprietors kind of stopped i say uh please don't let me interrupt um idle hands are the devil's playground just here to gather some supplies 
corner of his mouth kind of twitches down at that, but he just gives you a nod, doesn't say anything, and he he goes back to sweeping without another word. I'll kind of I'll kind of gather up um the more the easier to find supplies, the food stuffs, the canned goods, that kind of shit. And then I'm assuming maybe not. I'm assuming the Enfamil baby formula might be slightly harder to find. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, the OG uh, one probably infused with lead and opium, but yep. you know, there's, there's nothing for there's nothing for baby formula on there. There are some uh, little baby clothes, uh, things like that, um, and there are some basic medical supplies like bandages and iodine, uh, which were also on the list. I'll grab I'll grab everything that I can find that's on the list, and I'll kind of. Uh, I'll bring it up to the uh, the counter and I'll set it all down and I will say, um, sir, you don't happen to have these items anywhere. And I'll kind of slide the paper towards him and I'll just like with my long fucking knobby ass bony finger, I'll just kind of point to the items on the list that I'm missing. Uh, he looks down and he says, uh, we don't have much for bacon, but we do have some venison. Salted and cured. Um, guess I'll make an executive decision. That should work fine. Uh, and then he kind of looks over the list with the other things, and he looks at you and looks at the list, and he just shakes his head. Don't have the other things, I'm afraid. Uh, you did get more than you usually get on these shopping runs here. The shelves were a bit better stocked than you would expect. Uh, I, uh, I kind of... I'll go in the back and I'll... Uh, Get that and wrap that in paper for you. I kind of, before he does that, I kind of look at him and I go, uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to see what kind of move I have that I could possibly squirrel my way in here. Are we able to, are we able to make like a guile or a breath or a grace or something like that check without referencing one of our moves specifically? So there's a, there's a sheet of general moves as well that are accessible oh. to everyone. You can also do things outside the bounds of those sheets. Just describe to me what you want to do and I just make a judgment call on what you should roll. Okay, so I'm kind of thinking, um, oh, is this it here? Pick characters against one another. Present help for the wrong reasons. No, those aren't. Nope, those aren't that's the different. It's, uh, if you're in the Crossroads play material, it's page three. Okay. Off for comfort, comfort. Keep an eye, keep an eye out for trouble. Yep. Okay. Um, uh, maybe, hmm, shit, I don't really, maybe keep an eye out for trouble might, might be appropriate, I'm not sure, but I'm going to kind of try to use my, my appearance, my very emaciated look, and I'll kind of try to say, you know, oh, uh, pardon me for saying, but you folks seem to be doing quite a bit better than many of the other towns we've been through lately. Uh, would you tell a tell a hungry soul what your secret is? Did you want to? Mm, is that one of these things that you can roll on? Yeah, I'd be happy to roll for it, whatever you feel yeah, is most appropriate. Yeah. Maybe keep an eye out for trouble on this one, actually. You're trying to figure out what's 
going that's on. kind of yeah that's what i yeah. was kind of thinking so that one is plus guile so i do have plus one to guile i'm breaking shit it's fine don't mind me Troy sandor in real life first roll of the game 12 13 sorry damn. 13 oh damn you get to pick two from that list or something similar and adjacent along those questions uh from that list under there yeah what do you um, and this is like it's like a meta thing almost you don't necessarily straight up ask him at this is this is like from your conversation the thing you are trying to prize out is so what dark truth is hidden here for sure that's what i'm asking basically what's their secret and then um Maybe who here is stained by the darkness? So I'm asking kind of what what's their secret and also who has benefited from that. Mm. All right. So he kind of eyes you um, and he's like, well, you know, uh, we're a town, good God-fearing Christian folk. We've got naturally good leadership. We've got a good spiritual guidance. We say our prayers. We don't... S- we don't suffer any. Uh, we don't suffer any ill doers. We don't suffer any malcontents. Keep the community clean. You suffer the malnourished, then. And I kind of smile when I say that. We're doing all right. We take care of our own. Father Joseph brings people together. Makes sure there's enough to go around. During the hard times. And uh, Mayor Grace has been mighty generous with his own fortunes. It's gotten us through some real hard times. Mm. Part of keeping your hands clean is resisting temptations and being wary of outsiders. <laughs> You never know what they're going to bring in. Bad ideas. Bad things. Bad people. And I he, look at, he's I look starting at him to like I, wrap the, the chunk of meat here on the counter. As, he's, as he says that, as he's finishing kind of wrapping it up, I kind of, I look at him and then I look at the cross. Salvation. No, referencing the outsiders and what they can bring. <laughs> salvation. Like, you know, when Jesus that came to church. them. sour sour guy (laughs) but he wraps that up ties it off and just pushes it across the counter for you and then he he gives you a price it's high you know you're being uh (laughs) you know you're being raked through the coals a little bit there but that's not uh that's not unusual for your experience coals are home for you levi what's that i said the coals are home for you levi doesn't matter uh... you're literally from hell yeah, I look at the, uh, I I slide over the uh, asked uh, wage, and I say, what are material possessions in the grand scheme of things? You just see like the little muscle in his cheek just sort of feather. He's kind of trying not to scowl too much, but not doing well. And he's like, you have yourself a blessed day. I take uh I take the supplies and uh 
I start making my way out the door and and right it right as I'm about to leave, I say, um, what were the what were the items that I was missing? You said the formula I was missing. And then were there any other things? There are some certain foodstuffs that you're missing, basically. Um, certain uh beverages. A lot of beverages are not available. Um, you didn't get as much water as you hoped you could have, uh, as much bottled water. Um there uh, other other meats and stuff um, were missing. Really, the only meat you got was the salted venison. Um, but you got most of the other things, the packaged things. Uh, fr- some, kinda... some fresh vegetables too, like yes, for, like apples, root vegetables, things like that, that kind of keep a while. Um, not much in the way of that. Not much, okay. I kind of pause and I reach towards the door handle and I kind of like turn to like look back at him, but I don't I don't look fully back at him. And I say, um, uh, we'll be having another show tonight. I uh, encourage you to come on by. I think you might gain something from watching our performances. He's like not interested in that debauchery. Very well. There's always seats available. Quite frankly, don't know why Mayor Grace let you all set up here. Must have been feeling the generous holiday spirit for you folk. Mayor Grace is true to her name, it seems. And in no short supply of it. Thank you again. And I leave the uh, I leave the general store. Bell rings on the way. Load up my wagon. Uh, <laughs> and you suffer Thank God all the they way didn't back have to those camp. fucking lead anvils. <laughs> all right. Sandor and Fenemy. You are heading to town following the directions Emma gave you. Not hard to find. It's a small town. Uh, and the little building that Emma has described to you on the outskirts is set apart. <laughs> you can tell like it's it's not a farmstead, which is one of the things that stands out. Some of the farm buildings are farther outside of town because they need more space for their crops and animals and whatnot. It's not a farm building at all, but it is pushed away. Um, you're like, ah, the leper colony mm-hmm. <laughs> as you approach the it. Undesirables. Yep. It's a little bit run down <laughs> from the outside, uh, more so than some of the other buildings. People in these small towns are kind of handy and hardy and they rely on each other's skills. This building has not received the attention of those uh, good with fixing roof shingles and um, patching up buildings, uh, glass and whatnot like that. Um, but it is it is in one piece and does provide shelter. <laughs> um, so you roll on up there, up the little dirt path uh, toward this house. What was the name of the, the roommate? I forgot already. Helen. Helen, thank you. All right. Uh, don't worry. I'll do the talking. She says to Sandor. You do the carrying. And, and the intimidating if we need to. But I don't think we will. And I'll just knock, knock, knock on the door. Um, It's about a minute or so before you notice one of the one of the heavy drapes kind of move and sway real quick. Somebody's peeking out. And then you hear the doorknob turn. It opens. There's a chain there mm-hmm. in the way, keeping it closed. Um, and an older woman is looking out. She's got a very weathered and lined face, uh, steel gray hair pulled back tight. Um, and she says, what do y'all folk need? I don't know you. 
Oh, hello. I'm Fenemy, and this is uh, my, my friend Sandor. We Am I all right? She's more than all right. She's very safe. You must be Helen. She spoke very highly of you. There's a moment of wariness there, and then she shuts the door and opens it again with the chain unlatched. And a shot. From that carnival that she was... Yes. We gotta came. go ask about? Well, you know then, she's coming with us. Uh, she asked us to come to get her things. It's a long journey across town for someone with... Well, who's expecting? She nods. You're taking her on, then? Yes. That girl's probably better off there, Lord knows. Just come on in. I'll show you to her room. Help you get her things. Okay. Um, this building is very austere. <laughs> As you enter, Sandor's you're like, ah. Like, Don't touch <laughs> anything. No, <laughs> I, I barely want to walk in, into the house. Yeah, nothing here is well is uh, well made or particularly sturdy by its construction. Everything is very simple, uh, very weathered. Um, a lot of things have kind of a jerry-rigged uh, repair system going on with them, just keeping them up like the, there are chairs with like folded newspaper stuffed under the legs to help level them and things like that. Um, there's a couple uh, kind of faded little paintings of flowers on the walls. That's the one thing that stands out to you. Oh, these paintings are beautiful. She kind of looks at one and she says, thank you. It's been a long time since I've had a compliment on them. I hardly, uh, hardly notice them anymore. Oh, they're yours. She nods. I used to paint. Huh. Don't think I'll ever see bluebells again. All this... Godforsaken dust. Sometimes and, it can seem the gods have forgotten us, but they don't. They're not, that's because they're not real. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> um. She's got a bit of a limp as she kind of walks along. Um, and she opens up a room, tiny little hallway, two doors. She's like, This is a this is Emma's room. You can anything in there's Hers, feel free to take it. Even if it's mine, she can have it. Girl needs every, every advantage kind. she can get. You are very kind, Helen. Uh, I will specifically look for the blue vase. Yep, the blue vase is sitting on a, it's sitting on like a little stool that is being used as like a little table yep. by the one window. Uh, I'll pick that up. Uh, Sandor is currently leaning on it. <laughs> Sandor like sees the vase and, and he's it just, like, no. It, cr it cracks already. It cracks just from him looking at it. It's like you see a hairline <laughs> fracture. <laughs> no, but I, I pick it up. Uh, I'll look at it first, actually, uh, before I before I give it away. It's it's really pretty, actually. Um, mm. It's uh, it's hand blown, uh, blue vase with little streaks of like kind of white glass through it. Small. Mm -hmm. It's not huge. It's a little size mm -hmm. with like a narrower neck. Uh, there are a couple dried flowers inside of it, just kind of preserved their colors very faded from sitting in the sun mm -hmm. um but it's it's pretty and it's in a place of um it's in a it's in a place of import it was placed with care in the room to be like the thing that draws the eye mm -hmm. it's the only splash of bright color in this room really um aside from a quilt on the bed that has um faded by the sun but it had once 
kind of nicely colored yarns and patches in it. I'll look at the, the vase a little bit, then I'll look at Helen a little bit. You know, uh, she had told me that she wanted you to have this. Helen's kind of had a kind of dour look on her face this entire mm -hmm. time. We'll get her a little dour and you see like a little crack of emotion on her face and she says, I couldn't, that's her ma's. She did say that and she said, she said she wanted you to know that she loves you and she really appreciated everything you've done for over the last months. Her lip kind of trembles a little and mm. she says, all right. Phil, help her feel like she's, she's never owed me nothing for anything that I've done, but if it'll help her feel a little more like things are even, I'll keep it. I'll give it very carefully to her. She kind of holds it. And yeah. You can see she, She's a little bit choked up and then she just kind of stuffs it down and she she goes off. She leaves you two to the room um, to set the vase somewhere else. Uh, I'll pack up. I'll pack up the stuff uh, just because and I'll just give it to Sandor to carry. I'm sure there's not yep. a lot. Yeah. There's not much. There's yeah. basically everything can fit in the in the suitcase and the tote bag that she owns. I'll make um, there's very, a few outfits. I'll make sure to fold up and take care of the quilt very well. Uh, because I'm sure that's like the family quilt. Uh, yeah. Yep. There's a, there's a few outfits. Um, there's a sewing kit. Um, all of the outfits have been modified several times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, there's an extra pair of shoes. Uh, she's got a little mirror. It's not set in silver or anything, just set in wood. Um, and that's pretty much it. She's got a, a single uh, pair of earrings and a single necklace. But... They don't have much. She might have had more in the past, but probably stuff she sold. Mm -hmm. um, when you come back out, uh, Helen has a one of the paintings from the walls. She says, I don't know if she'll be staying in a wagon or a tent, but um, please give this to Emma. For me, tell her, um, tell her I wish her and the babe all the best in the world. I will take it and I'll give it to her on one condition. You must promise to paint a replacement for it. She's like, hell, I don't know if the paints, the paints even keep that long. <laughs> what money do I have handy? Uh, you have you have some pocket change. Uh, I will give her some All money. All of Ken's money. <laughs> <laughs> Buy some new ones then. She's like, she kind of like eyes you for a minute and takes in your parents. You look put together, kind of better off. <laughs> and a she's, grandma. She nods. She's like, I will paint something. Good. Your talent shouldn't be wasted. We need color now more than ever. <laughs> Especially during this time of year. Hmm. Do you mind if I ask you a question? And... She's about to say, sure. And then you hear a knocking at her door. Uh-oh. Uh, she looks toward the door. Sandor, like, got it. Boom. <laughs> 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 Just a minute. And she walks on down to answer the door. Um, and a boy's voice is just, just says, hi, I've, uh, I've got you your, your groceries. She's like, oh, 
come on in. Come in, come in. You can set him down on the on the kitchen table over there. Um, and a boy walks in. Um, he's kind of got a little scowl on his face, too. Kind of like Helen's. Just like a little tough look on his face. He's got a bruise on his cheek. Um, yeah, I've not seen this boy before. Uh, but 13, a little bit older than the others, maybe. And he's carrying a crate with a, just a couple bottles, a couple canned goods in it. Um, and he walks on into Ellen's kitchen, like Helen's kitchen, like he's been there before, sits down on the table. Um, it's looking at you guys. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> it's kind of, who are your friends? <laughs> and Helen's like, they are, they're folks from the circus. They're taken in. They're taking it, Emma. He's looking at Sandor. <laughs> like, he's having ideas. <laughs> this is how long Sandor you folks stay. Sandor just does the, the titty dance. <laughs> <laughs> Troy original. This is how long you folks stay. Um, what did we say? A couple days? Yeah. Four or five days, probably. About four or five days. We'll probably do. He'll probably holiday. stay through the holiday. Yeah, possibly, probably through the holiday. He'll never say Christmas. Probably through the holiday, through Yule. <laughs> through Yule. Through Yule. Perhaps through all of Hanukkah. <laughs> you should get out of here. You should go early. I keep hearing that. Yeah. Well. I heard my pa saying some things about some of you folks, and he's looking to start trouble. It's just easier if you avoid that. My old man's an asshole. And then Helen is like, <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> and he's like, well, he is. And she's like, yes, but you don't know what's acceptable language among strangers. <laughs> Using like, that as a justification like to be carnival. He's like, they're carnival people. <laughs> he's right. <laughs> they feel at home when we say fuck. Right, just listen. He ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. Is this... I have seen much that troubles me in this town. He nods. It's going to get worse. For the and holiday. He, he looks back and he says, you got any kids in the circus? Do we? Uh, you do not. You don't have anyone under the age of about, say, like 15. So you have like okay. older teenager older or two, but yeah. no small children. That's not like really a kid in the 30s. So, yeah. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Good. Take care of yourself. Make sure you're not among those counted as naughty. <laughs> he looks back at you when you say that. Yeah. Creepy old lady who knows stuff. And then he, he hesitates again and then he leaves. Hmm. And Helen is like, that Ricky, I worry about that boy. Son of the shopkeeper? Sheriff. Uh, so if he's saying your pa, his pa's talking about things, folks might be looking at trouble. Might be, He might be right about heading out a bit early. 
If you don't mind, Helen, I've noticed, I notice things. That's what makes me good at what I do. And I've noticed a lot of things about the children in town. They're bruised and afraid and not happy. Even in these times, children are still happy. And they seem, it seems like this Father Joseph terrifies them. Father Joseph's an asshole. <laughs> I've gathered, yes. And, I, and there's something about the woods. You may not feel safe telling me, but if you do, and there's something we can do to help. Well, I don't like asshole men. I've had very long, long years of dealing with them. She kind of looks at you for a moment and looks at Sandor just standing awkwardly behind, trying to like not touch either end of this small hallway. <laughs> she says, I don't believe in God, but I do believe in the devil. I think he lives in those woods. She said, Lucy? you're talking about the bruise on Ricky's face. Ricky fights with his paw all the time. Ever since what happened to poor Ruth. Ruth was the girl who went missing. Yes. She shakes her head. This town is cursed if I... <laughs> if I was a bit more spry, I might be running away with the carnival with y'all, but... There's still a couple good folks here in silence and... Not ready to leave them. Just a Westerner thing. All right. Goes right. outside, scares a tornado from porch. <laughs> Cow flies by. Whoa. <laughs> uh, well, yes, of course. What is it? It says in uh, in your book about there's just one good person in the city that's spared. I'm. So, I don't really have read. I don't really read those things either. It's like not my book. Not anymore. Never really was mine. Take care of yourself, Helen. You too. You're a special woman. And he just kind of touches your hand. Doesn't do, I'm not going to do the touch on her, just touch her. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. She sees you out and goes to put her meager groceries away. Head back. All right. Uh, Ricky's kind of hanging at the end of the property, waiting until he sees you leave before he starts walking again. Wait, man. Okay. Well, I guess we're going to stop and talk to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he starts walking when he sees you come out of the building, but if you hustle, he he looks back like he wants to start running and then just kind of squares his shoulders and keeps walking at the same pace like he ain't afraid of you. <laughs> so you can catch up. <laughs> yeah, we'll catch up to him. Come on, Sandra, let's get close to this fragile child. <laughs> uh, he walks just a little ways with you before he stops, and he's like, I really shouldn't be seen in town. With you folks, no offense. Oh, none taken. None taken at all. We're used to it. It seems How like you wanted to say something to me, though. Or to my friend. You said to make sure that I wasn't one of the kids being naughty. How do you know about that? You're not from here. I have a way of knowing things. I guess is the simplest way of saying it. 
Do you know that none of the kids are naughty? I suspected as much. Usually that's the case. That Mayor Grace has everybody all just fangs and claws out at each other. That he broke my dad. Broke him? Mentally. Pa's always a bit of an asshole, but now. And Father Joseph is part of this. He's bad. Give the wrong man a little bit of power and it goes right to their head. They did something to Ruth. Do you know what? My my pa knows about it and he let it happen. And Ruth got sent to the woods. Ruth just disappeared. I'm so sorry. She didn't do nothing wrong and she was good. And he looks a little choked up at that. He's trying to like keep like a tough face and he's angry. You can see that he's angry, but he doesn't know what to do with it. I am going to offer him comfort. And well, I'm not really looking to get anything out of him, but I'm just trying to comfort the kid. All right, give us a Be roll. like, kid, you look mad. Go ahead and punch me in the face. Yes. <laughs> not too great at this because I'm not very graceful. We'll see what happens. Oh, that's and a grandma's not grandma's not comforting. Because right. she talks the truth, man. That's the problem. There. So do I want to ask any of these questions? So on an eight. Mm. Hmm. I mean, I know who frightens them. Uh <laughs> I, I I mean I kind of know all these things to be honest. Uh, actually no, uh, actually no, no 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 I don't. Uh, I'm gonna give him a very grandmotherly like hand on the shoulder kind of deal. He kind of stiffens, but not really flinches. That's all right. Feminos is very touchy, and um, and she's she's going to uh, go. It's very hard to see injustice done. I, I understand. I, and it's very hard to see it, especially when you're young, because you feel like there's nothing that you can do about it. What do you want from us? So what do you desire from us? Since you're not from here. Since I know it ain't right, but... I wish you'd get rid of the mayor. Or my pa. Or Father Joseph. Or any of those. Any of the adults. Who know what's going on. And don't do anything about it. Which is most of them. They know Ruth didn't get sent to some nunnery. Just like they know. Just like they know that. Eric didn't get sent to live with an uncle. They're just gone now. And they tell us to be good, that we have to be good. 
there's they're so so obsessed with us being good and they're being bad they weren't like that before Mary Grace came here when did Mary Grace show up about three years ago do you know where from talks funny Okay. And Father Joseph. Maybe maybe you can meet him. You're with the carnival. He's the mayor. Maybe you can. I think that might not be a bad idea. But we have to get this back to the circus. Rest assured, if there's something we can do, we will do it. They're not the only people. Who maybe can... you can take Amy. Who is Amy? She's a little girl. She's she's the wait the waitress's daughter. She's she's kind of like Eli. She's a little different, and I'm worried about her. Maybe you could take her and her mom and get out of here. Maybe she won't disappear like Ruth. Keep her safe for now, okay? I'll see what I can do. The mayor and her friends, his friends, aren't the only people who can make people disappear. Lady, I can't keep anyone safe. Do the best you can, darling. And just pat him on the head again. And not on the head, that's patronizing. Just pat him on the shoulder <laughs> again. And uh, now, go before you're seen with us. I don't want you getting into trouble. He kind of nods and he, he hurries off. Uh, she just looks at Sandor. If it wouldn't make the news, I'd tell you to tear this whole down down. Flatten it. Just hulk out on it. <laughs> I don't quite think it's the town, per se. I think it's... Maybe whatever's... over in the woods over there. Yes, it doesn't seem like the traditional Christianity Levi is so obsessed with. You're very close to the woods right now. You're on the outskirts of town. This little, the little, uh, the little house of those who are shunned is uh, very close to the to the shelter bell. Um, close enough that you can almost smell it here. And as soon as you say you think it's the woods, the wood, the presence of the woods becomes oppressively obvious. You feel the height of the trees kind of pressing down on you, almost like you're being watched, and you can smell it. You can smell a wisp of damp in the air, which is so, so rare um, in these places, and you can smell pine, uh, spruce, fir, just kind of rich, evergreeny scents that are also very rare around here. Very unusual. And it's strange because you're, you're looking at the trees and they don't yep. look like trees from around here. They're much too large to have been planted just a few years ago. They're species that you're not familiar with. They look like a little piece of somewhere far away was cut out and laid down right next to silence. I think we should probably get this back to the 
get this back to Emma for now. Yeah, I think we need to talk to Eva and Jean, and as much as I don't want to, Levi, and talk to him about this place. I really don't like it. And I'm not going to be comfortable just leaving it here like this. Hmm. There's something definitely wrong. Very wrong. We should probably meet uh, Levi as he's bearing his burden out of town. So I was thinking real quick. I was thinking real quick. Um, Because last night you said I heard the trees kind of beckoning to us to kind of come and see. I feel like I probably... I've got some like jugs or various like containers that could hold water, mm-hmm. ceramic jugs, whatever. And you said one of the things that I didn't have a lot of was clean water. Yep. I, if I am also fairly close to the woods, I'll stop and I will try to listen to see if I can hear the sound of water with my the ears of a fox. Right. You li- you listen into the sound of the woods and again you hear that that beckoning song that promises to show you things beyond your wildest and darkest imagination inside come and see come and see. And you hear the snap of a twig. Snap of another twig, the rustle of brush like something deep down in there is moving, but you do not hear any water. I kind of look into the uh, look into the forest, and I say, I'm "Afraid you can't offer me what I need just yet." While you're looking into the forest, um, listening to that snapping, rustling, slow movement somewhere deep within, a uh, little bit of movement at the tree line catches your eye. You see a tiny little boy, <laughs> um, kind of moving in and out of the trees at the edge of the forest, walking along in there. Unsupervised. <laughs> mm. Children. Mm. Let me see what kind of moves there are here. Uh, maybe strike a deal. I'm going to call it to him like, hey, hey, kid. Yeah. If X, then Y. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say, say something along the lines of, um, uh, I think you, I think you'd like the, uh, carnival tonight. I can save a seat if you want to come with. Hmm. Go ahead and give it a roll. And we don't necessarily have to, uh, the actual, um, consequence stuff may not always be super relevant. So I might improvise. Uh, so strike a deal is guile, which I have a plus one in, right? Yeah. Uh, eight. And eight. All right. That is a hit. I'm not going to make you mark darkness or anything. I can mark a darkness. That's fine. Nope, because it's not really super relevant to this. You're not dealing with um, a dark power, which is kind of what that move was designed for necessarily. But you are going to pay a little more than you reckon. And that is, you're going to have to follow him into the woods a little ways to catch up to him. 
Does he does he acknowledge me when I called him and making this offer though? Uh yes, he looks kind of tempted and then he he kind of walks backwards a little ways and then disappears around a tree. And you're like, kid, I'll be right back. I have to be. <laughs> Going into the woods by myself seems like a terrible idea. <laughs> it sure does. I mean, mm. we are right there. Just Dude, about. Yeah, I guess I don't I don't know where in relation I am to you. I just know I'm also close to the woods. So yeah, I don't you only know. have to go in a little way. Yeah. We, we but I don't know that. And I don't know that in the game. You also and know also, you also know Levi doesn't give is not gonna be scared of that shit. You're fucking devil already. Like, I'm not a devil. I'm a fallen angel. There is the a difference. Same goddamn thing. Just pop in there, literally <laughs> the same goddamn thing. Uh, look at me. Um, <laughs> I do have a soft spot for kids too. Yeah, I feel like it, that it is fits, and also like you're used to being like the baddest motherfucker on the block, so you're not going to be scared of what's in the woods, right? Ah, gross. <laughs> I mean, I just know it doesn't have water. If someone takes my cabbages, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> Yo. All right, so yeah, you have to follow him into the woods a little ways to catch up with him, and then he listens more fully to you. So, all right, we did discuss that allegedly Levi's a badass. <laughs> allegedly, all right. And he also and he also has a soft spot for children. So I will unfearingly walk into the forest. You step past the line of those first couple trees into the forest, and immediately everything around you darkens. Like, immediately, you step back, you step into the woods, and the bright kind of pale light of just the open Great Plains vanishes. It becomes incredibly low, dim light, like light in, like, a deep, old-growth forest, just very filtered out by the sun. And you look back, and you can still see the town and everything. It's still there, but the light is just not touching you. I kind of smile a little, just a little, just the teeniest smile. The smell of this forest is overwhelming. It is so rich and so damp, and so green. Um, it fills your senses, and as you as you walk a little farther into the woods, you can hear the footsteps of the child following on them. You're stepping across plants like princess pine, and you see bits of, like, mushrooms and fungus growing on the edges of some of these evergreens. Um, and you are not in Oklahoma anymore. You know this in your bones. Um, but you catch up to the boy just a few paces away. You can't tell when you're not facing it, but when you look back, the town is still there. Um, but the boy kind of looks out at you and you kind of repeat your offer. Um, and he fidgets in his pockets for a moment, kind of chewing on the inside of his lip. And then he pulls out a handful of little candies. You recognize them from the carnival. They're candies that you sell. And he turns around and he places them on the ground very gently kind of with care. He puts them like on top of a small rock. And then he stands up and he goes to follow you out. Before he leaves, I'll kind of, I'll let him kind of turn around and lead the way. And then I will try to grab the candies from where he put them down. And I'll kind of whisper under my breath, give to Caesars that which is Caesars. And I'll take the candies (laughs) and put them in my pocket. All right. You follow. And I'll start to follow him out of the forest. You follow Eli out of the woods. Um, and as soon as you step through those last, between those last two trees, you're back in Oklahoma, just like that. The light is normal. 
Um, the smell of the forest, you can still smell very faintly, but it's faded and it's back to that grueling, dusty, metallic smell of just the most brutalized open plains that you can imagine. I'll, I'll pop a candy in my mouth and leave the wrapper on the edge of the forest. <laughs> Littering. Oh, man. Good thing Rainy's not here. <laughs> Raider, ra- littering and stealing the pagan offering. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, two big right. no-nos. What's, uh, what's the boy's name? I Have this, I seen him before? This is, um, I don't, did you hear? Yeah, I think he, well, I think he witnessed yeah, it from afar. I think, I don't you, put it, it I think you put it together that this yeah. is Eli because um, the other carnival folk knew his name they were looking for him and then you found this small you remember a small volume matching description talking to this woman and this is the same you're like this must be eli i kind of i tell him i'm sure you know i'm sure you know boy that eli is a uh it's a powerful name belongs he, to a man that's done a great many good deeds he looks up at you um and there's no, there's a little bit of curiosity, a little bit of awe maybe, but there's no disgust or fear or revulsion in this child's eyes when he looks at you. That's why I love kids. Just kind of open curiosity. He knows you're different, but he doesn't know that that is bad. Right. You know? And he puffs up his little chest and he gives you like a little nod and he kind of walks with his chin up. Um, and he's looking ahead toward where the carnival is set up and he's a little excited. He's like, yeah. And I <laughs> say, I tell him this will be the last thing I tell him. I say, um, I think you will do great things too, Eli. Everything's going to be okay. And he smiles like he believes that. God damn you. I think that's where we'll leave it tonight. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> Levi. Lying to a child. <laughs> <laughs> Road to hell is paved with good intentions, okay. boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you all for watching. We've got a quite. We've had quite a setup episode here. Hey, tensions are rising. How are you? We are getting poet? closer and closer to Christmas Day. Hello, Autopoet. We have missed you. Um. Thank you all for watching. Second episode of Crossroads Carnival. Uh, next session. Troy, we don't have you next session, do we? I'm still working on trying to get it off, but it's near the holidays, so people are reluctant to switch shifts with me. So I'm going to say as of right now, as of right now, can't count on me, but. We will have uh, Sarah and Jess back um, for the next session of Crossroads Carnival. It will probably be the second to last session. I think there are four in this story at the rate we are going, Um, but it is sure to be a... uh, a devilishly good time. <laughs> so please come back and see more of this tale that we weave. Yeah. Um, um, I think, any announcements? Uh, I just want to say uh, Crossroads Carnival is a Magpie Games ash can. Uh, so you can buy it on their website if you're interested. You like what you see. It's it's uh, Ash can is an incomplete or, or a proto game almost. Uh, so it's, I think, maybe 34 pages or so, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's a bare bones uh, version of a game a that bones. may or may never be developed. Yeah. Uh, and who is Kate Bullock? There's a writer. I Kate just want to make sure. Is the writer. Kate Bullock yep. is a writer, so credit to them. That was this is a great game. We're having a lot of fun with it. Um, I think that's all we got. If you want, yes. A fancy leatherette DMs after dark bookmark. 
Ooh. And you are one of our very loyal viewers and or co-creators and or guests. Um, go right ahead and send us an email with the address we should mail it to. We're happy to get those out. I am making lots of goodies to yeah. show handmade, how much we love you guys. Handmade with love by Amber. Handmade with love. Uh, we, are, we are also working on t-shirts that we'll have available by the end of the year, uh, probably on Redbubble. Uh, that's kind of just um, figuring out where to put them and what, what the cost is going to be is, is what we're what we're doing. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's all we got. Till next that's time, it, folks. Stay carnivally. Stay good. Stay good. Yeah, you better. Y'all better stay, stay nice. Y'all better <laughs> Don't stay be good. Y'all better stay good. Don't this be is, naughty. This is awesome, Amber. This is really folk horror-y and uh, good stuff. Yeah. It's quiet horror. It's the it's the wait. It's the suspense waiting for the shoe to drop. It's yeah, you know when it, you know when it does drop, it's going to be bad, bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. All right. Have a great night. Thanks for watching. Have a great night. We'll be back in two weeks. Bye. Take care, guys.